0: Welcome to Wine and Rewind. I'm Maddie. And I'm Charlotte.
1: And today we are having mojitos. Mojitos. Passion fruit
0: mojitos, actually.
1: And the mint is from Madeline's
0: Backyard. Yay! I finally got to use my mint. Mm -hmm. They've been growing nicely all summer.
1: And I just cut a bunch for mojitos What I love about mojitos I feel like they're very refreshing Mm -hmm. You know what I mean Like usually when I drink alcohol I feel like Like Mm -hmm. parts This feels very refreshing I don't Mm -hmm. feel like dry
0: It's probably like The club soda Seltzer But I think mint Also settles the stomach too Mm -hmm. And a little extra The only thing with mojitos Is that it has a lot of sugar And rum Yeah We will see How we feel By the end of the episode So
1: (laughs) How was your week So far Week was good Did I mention The last episode That I'm moving Yes. I did. Okay. Yeah, so we talked about that I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. We're getting ready to travel mm-hmm. in a
0: few days. We're kind of keeping it on the low because of everything happening with COVID and whatnot. But we're looking forward to a change of scenery. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be safe about it. We basically rented a house in another we state. We're kind of quarantine in there. We and having... We're going to quarantine in place there. But the house has like a pool. It has a hot tub mm-hmm. and
1: a grill. greened in porch where we have breakfast with the kids so it'll just be a nice
0: getaway for us to
1: reconnect and have fun yeah and like we really won't be leaving the house we'll have groceries delivered we've like thought ahead so we're looking forward to
0: that let's get right into our episode we're gonna be reviewing season one episode five of sex in the city So this episode is called The Power of Female Sex. Charlotte, do you want to give us a summary? Yeah.
1: Carrie goes on a date with a gorgeous French architect who shows his things with a thousand dollars. Meanwhile, a famous painter uses Charlotte as one of his models and Skipper becomes sexually obsessed with Miranda. <laughs> You can't get enough. So let's go through the episode, I guess, scene by scene. Mm-hmm. Samantha and Carrie are trying to get into a restaurant.
0: They're trying to get into a restaurant. They're hangry. And they can't seem to get the hostess to give them a table. And usually they're able to get a table really easily because most of the time there's a guy at the door. Mm-hmm. But this time
1: there's a, a woman. A woman at the door. They feel like they have no leverage in this situation. What I really liked about this episode, too, is the episode starts with Carrie describing the most powerful woman in New York is not so and so. is not like a writer. It's not like mm-hmm. a smart person. It's the hostess at this at restaurant, this restaurant <laughs> which I thought is so true because sometimes not so true in the way that they're so powerful, but sometimes small people hold a little bit amount of power. And they they're like the to, gateway, They're the yes, gatekeepers. They're the gatekeepers, and they like wield their power sparingly. Yeah, <laughs> I know a few
0: gatekeepers. You oh, know, corona. like especially in the corporate in the cor- world
1: like Mm. they always say be
0: nice to the assistant oh for sure that's how your messages and like mm-hmm. you know they'll pencil you in into their boss's calendar but if you're not good to the girls nope you know? sorry they're full and they were trying to get into this restaurant no luck they were waiting forever they finally decided to leave and then Carrie ended up going shoe shopping, shoe shopping as always yeah <laughs> they were kind of establishing her obsession with designer shoes and she ran into a friend Amelita we get a sense that she's European international party girl so yeah like she doesn't really have an occupation she just just kind of latches on to different
1: people of influence and like provides entertainment of Mm sorts. I don't
0: know. Have you ever met anybody like that? I've never met anybody like that. That kind of just happens to get by by, like, the good graces of yes, people. Yes.
1: Well, we know people like that. But Amelita is, like, kind of like a party girl where, you know, you would see her at the dinner table. She's making yeah. everybody laugh and telling stories. She knows a little bit of everybody. I mean, I know some people
0: like that. I just don't know them to be international traveling, like, yeah, women. I don't know anybody like that. Carrie's trying to buy shoes. They decline her card. <laughs> and that's when Amelita runs into Carrie and insists on buying these shoes these, like, very expensive shoes. Dolce Gabbana shoes. Oh my god. And Carrie's like, I can't accept this. And she's like, don't worry about it. It's his money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'm not paying for it.
0: Yeah. They leave. It was a nice little encounter, and they left. So Carrie comes home. She comes home to all these bills and stressing about her financial situation. They have the poker I think night? they have poker night. Yeah, because she's like, oh, I'm trying to stay in. Save a little money. Hopefully make some money with poker night. <laughs> And Skipper comes to pick up Miranda. Miranda, And she's like, oh, he's too, like, Eager. Yeah. He's too eager. Like, he was supposed to pick her up at 11, and he shows up at 10. And she's (laughs) sort of getting annoyed, but she ends up leaving with him Uh. anyway. And Carrie calls it in for the night. And then she gets a call from Amelita. Come out. We're at this restaurant, the restaurant that she was trying to get into. Come, we have a table. And there's someone I want you to meet, blah, blah, blah. It'll be great. And Carrie debated. And then she was like, you know what? Let me, what am I doing? So she gets there. Amelita's with her man. And then there's this other guy, this French architect called Gilles. 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 I don't even know. But That's he's... such a nice name, Gilles. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> you know, Amelita talks Carrie up. Mm-hmm. Carrie's obviously attracted to this guy. He's French. He's got that whole French appeal. Oh So she she stays, she she kind of enjoys the night with this guy. He walks her home. Do they kiss on the first night? No. No, they don't kiss. (laughs) So they agree to see each other the next day before he travels to Brazil for a project that he has to do. He wants to see her before he leaves. So on the next day, they agree to see each other for a date. They spend a nice afternoon walking around the park, laughing, kissing. And they ultimately end up making out, having sex in his hotel room. Next morning, he's getting ready to go to the airport. He's actually very nice about the whole thing. Mm. He tells her to sleep in, enjoy the room, order room service on him. Europeans are
1: very classy. Yeah. Very classy guy. <laughs> and
0: then he leaves. So Carrie's like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. You know?
1: Yes. He said order room service, whatever you
0: want. And I'll call you at some point when I come back. But then, you know, she realized we never exchanged exchange no numbers. numbers. Yeah. So she looks over to her side and there's an envelope with, but she's like, "What?" There's a, a small note. There's a note. And she's like, oh, he wrote me a note. So she opens the envelope and there was $1,000 in cash. And Girl. it says, thank you for the beautiful day. Beautiful, beautiful day. Carrie calls, calls her friends, Samantha and Miranda. and a room
1: service breakfast.
0: And like a powwow about what just happened. She thought she had a wonderful time. Like, what is this money about?
1: Like, does he think she's a whore? <laughs> What's going on? So Samantha and Miranda are there. They're having a discussion and they have two different viewpoints. Harry decides to chalk it up to bad date, never going to see him again. What can you do? You can't return the money. You Mm -hmm. don't have his name or phone number. So the storyline continues. Samantha decides that because Harry has been to that restaurant before, they're going to try to go back Mm -hmm. and see if like the hostess recognizes her. And And lets them sit. lets them sit. And again... The hostess is swamped. There's no room in the inn. Carrie's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then we're going to leave because I'm done. I'm hungry. I want to go. Um, so as she goes to the bathroom, she runs into Amelita. Amelita again. again. And then this a, time with a new guy, a new whole totally <laughs> new
0: group. She, a new, new European guy. Cause they all tend to be like these
1: European yes. guys. So Amelita had a new partner and then there was, I guess she had wanted this one. Really attractive, I guess Italian, right? Because uh-huh. Venice is in Italy. Yeah.
0: He propositioned her. He like...
1: propositioned her, and he also like roped her. Yeah, which she because w- when he propositioned her, he was like, "Oh, you should come with us to Venice. We're gonna go for the film festival." And Carrie was actually contemplating it until he groped her. But and she yeah. was like, "Okay, no, that's now,
0: it." Now are we to assume that he thinks that she's a professional woman, I think... a, like an escort,
1: or, or I just think that, that he he's ass- I think that he assumes that she's like. Amelita. Down for anything. Down for anything kind of girl. Yeah. That she's beautiful. She looks very well dressed. Here to have a good time. Whatever. You know I don't think that he assumes that she's a...
0: Do we think Jill um, assumed that she was uh, a sex worker? Or do we just assume that he was being nice because she was talking about how she's kind of broke? Which I thought was
1: bad form. Like (laughs) what
0: do you think? Well for Carrie to be like I'm kind of broke? Yeah. Uh, I mean
1: I guess she was just being Well I think
0: that's us Americans.
1: Talk about stuff Like that all the time. We just talk too (laughs) freaking much. So yeah, I guess when it comes to the French architect, it can go either way. Maybe he was paying for her, or maybe he was just being a nice guy and was like, "Thank you for a good time," and like, "Here's some money. Here's some money to help you out with your shoe fetish." You know? Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least I don't (laughs) cover at least two pairs of shoes. I mean, this
0: is the thing. Had he left her a pair of shoes, would it have been as awkward as him leaving her a? thousand dollars cash it's the same it's the value same, yeah, but is it the fact thing. that one's like a
1: gift versus cash honestly i would rather the be cash because <laughs> who knows what his shoe preference is like you know what i mean mm. and this way she can use the money if she's smart toward those bills that are piling up in her apartment so long story short
0: she decides no i'm not interested in going to this, this after this guy kind of like right. groped
1: her Did she, she make it to, the bathroom? She she made it to the bathroom she makes it to the bathroom and then then Then, the most surprising thing happened. The most powerful woman in New York City asked Carrie for a favor. Uh-huh. So she's in the bathroom, and it just so
0: happens that the, the hostess of the restaurant is in the stall, and she needs a tampon. And Carrie was like, actually, I do. And then, of course, they flash forward, and they got at their table they right away. They got a table. Yeah. She mentioned that she never had to wait for a table there again. Cool. The hostess hooked her up. And it didn't have to do with sex. Yes. So So yes. she wasn't wielding her power over men. It was more helping a sister out. So that kind of is where Carrie storyline ends on this episode. Charlotte had a little side story too, which we can get into it really quick. Yeah.
1: This really famous painter, kind of reclusive painter, comes into the city just to see, you know, what are the hot new artists. And he sees that it's not new art, it's Charlotte that's hot to try, I guess, (laughs) on the art scene. Anyways, he invites her out to his farm. Later on in the show, we see that when he invites her, he really... His intentions were to ask her to pose for him, and do you want to? Oh yeah! His so art? his
0: work was very Georgia O'Keeffe, mm-hmm. more
1: abstract too. But yeah, yes.
0: a little more abstract. But basically, Georgia O'Keeffe's subject is yes, the subject woman's pattern. vagina. Yes.
1: Or he uses the c word. In the c
0: word, which I don't even like saying the c word out loud. But it seemed like the wife was game. Like
1: it wasn't a sexual thing. No, it no, wasn't it wasn't a sexual, a sexual thing, thing at all.
0: It was just like his subject matter. And that's one why thing was... I didn't
1: understand, he made it seem like they were important to yes. him. And Charlotte's a Stranger, why would he paint her? Oh, he's an artist. She impacted well, him in
0: that moment. Well, he
1: did. She did praise him for his uh-huh. work and how much she kind of studied him during college, college and all that stuff. So maybe. It was just yeah. that. Too. Or maybe he was just trying to get her to
0: bring her pants <laughs> Anyway, you get the feeling that in that case, Charlotte was empowered by the encounter, not demeaned by it. Because eventually she has the opening night in her gallery with and all his work and like her vagina happens to be one of the pieces. Not to mention. On the low. No one knew that that, that was her, except that. her girlfriend.
1: But the gallery seemed like it was a success. It was very packed. So that's basically
0: the gist of the episode. So let's right. let's talk about like some of the major themes. The using your sexual prowess for power. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you done this at any
1: juncture? Mm -hmm. Has it backfired on you? (laughs) Kinda. (laughs) I guess I'll go first then and then you go. I guess. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a time. Well, if you can't think of one, I'm not going to share mine. (laughs) (laughs) You better come up with one. (laughs) Quid pro quo, Maddie. Quid pro quo. Well. Sometimes
0: flirty encounters, I get like free food for like, the (laughs) deli or like coffee
1: shop like you know like it happens what about like have you ever been able to get something free like we have a favorite coffee shop we've never gotten anything no we haven't it's been a long time since i've gotten anything free but (laughs) then again we're hiding behind our masks yeah but like
0: back in the day like when i was a little younger not like i didn't do it intentionally i was just nice and i know people were being nice probably because they liked me and they would give me free stuff or Mm they'd hook it up
1: yeah and i mean and at no point was
0: i like no please don't (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. You shouldn't do that. Uh, Like, you know, I just kind (laughs) of... (laughs) Okay. Thanks. I know that's like a very innocent type of
1: exchange. And and I just feel... Sex appeal. And I guess, I don't know if this happens to you, Mm. but in my defense, this happened with men and women. I feel like it's maybe not so much... My sex appeal But maybe like People are just Attracted to my energy But maybe the girls Are into you too As far as like Getting like free drinks It always comes With strings attached Yeah Especially when it's Someone else sending you A free drink Yeah when it's a bartender And like you're there for Like I've had that happen When I'm out with friends And they're like Hey you know This one's on This one's mm-hmm. on me You know Or they'll be like Do you want to take a shot With me Yeah and, No yeah, that's, that's different But
0: I'm talking about Like accepting a drink From a guy at the bar yeah. And
1: then And, and that really sucks because some girls, like if you're out with your friends, they'll do that. They'll do it, and it's like oh, I don't want to accept this. But if you're accepting it, what am I going to spend? send well, like, half what, of the Once they back. already send you a drink, though, like what are you going to do? Send it back? You're obligated to like talk to them.
0: So, but well, that's what I'm saying. So, what's the protocol? Have you ever sent a drink back and be like, no. I'm not interested in it? No, is but... that rude? Like they already paid for it. They poured the drink. I know. I just hate it. It's an uncomfortable situation, it is, it and then you feel you feel
1: indebted. Yeah, like you have to give them some of your time and energy for that well that's the whole reason why even on my first date i try not to let them pay not because i'm being like a feminist but because if i kiss you if i see you again it's because i want to not because you paid for anything i know that's weird a lot of people disagree with me but i mean
0: when i was in my younger 20s and i first started in the working world like before my husband and i started dating officially there was like some older guys that had invited me out for lunches Mm -hmm. Mm dinner and then like i entertained it because i was young and like all of it seemed like really cool yeah but then at the end of the night there was always that like awkward awkward moment where like you know they're anticipating something Mm -hmm. so i think like i did two or three dates like with older guys and after that i'm like you know what that is just not yeah. For me, like yeah. I don't like that power dynamic where I feel indebted to anyone,
1: especially not for like a free meal. Uh, what about Charlotte's? I don't even know if you want to say that proposition, but I'm uh, all up for that. For like someone using me as a model for as their a muse. yeah a muse or an artwork, even if it means like getting naked or something, I'd totally be up for that. You know, I'd even volunteer if they really? did it. Yeah, I would absolutely. I saw that and I was like, that is so cool. I'd love to to see that because. Then that art it's posterity the thing that i like most about it is that you get the artist's perspective on how they view you because you have your own perspective and you see yourself a certain way and the Why artist is a good way like <laughs> that's your perspective but okay so let's talk about my my caricature that's like a point of conversation in my apartment the artist portrayed me as sad and to me that was like my happiest day when i went to universal i had like a whole day to myself in harry potter world but the caricature artist drew me as sad and kind of contemplative. I still enjoy it. I still think it's, it's pretty accurate. Like, I like the way it looks, so mm. I wouldn't
0: mind. I think what I liked about that is again, a situation where you feel empowered versus not. Like, Carrie didn't feel empowered mm-hmm. after her, her interaction with Gil, the French architect, mm-hmm. and like, receiving the money. Whereas Charlotte, even though she was hesitant at first, she let herself go for the sake of art, and then it was like a proud moment—like that was her, like that was her piece, and that would always be her. Like, it didn't matter who ended up with the piece, that was always
1: a little piece of Charlotte was going to be a part of the mm-hmm. art
0: world. <laughs> yeah, it was a good episode. It wasn't my favorite. Did you? You liked it a lot. I more liked than it. I thought I it,
1: it had a lot of really good talking points, and it's true. I think I, I side more on the Samantha. So of the argument. If you have the advantage, why not use it? Yeah, but also, I think what what Carrie's problem or the thing that upset her was that she didn't know going in that he was going to quote-unquote pay her. And that could be disputed. Was it payment for sex or was it... Was it just against? him being nice? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And like, we I give... Could... Think, can we just think about how many times we've had sex with some really lousy guys and we got nothing out of it? We've had to pay for dinner, we've had to buy the condom, it's at your house, it's like the whole nine yards. Why not? Somebody wants to <laughs> have a
0: gift sure. drawer. we say good. that.
1: But you dated someone that was like really into gift giving and you felt uncomfortable. I think and I that felt, was you dating the person. Yeah. And I think what I felt uncomfortable about accepting his gifts is that sometimes he would also feel free to like throw jabs, or at least what I perceived to be jabs, you know? he would, so he would th- Throw the the gifts back kind of in your face. No, no. So, like, he would be, feel free to give me, like, gifts or whatever. But then... He would say, Oh, you know, you're so hippie or something, or you have big hips or you're boring or stuff like that. I'm like, but you don't think he would have said those things if he hadn't given you money? He didn't give me money. He gave me gifts. I mean, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to clarify that. My (laughs) boyfriend did. I I was not a kept woman. He gave, he bought me like shoes and glasses. Yeah, that's what I meant. Do you think the gifts had anything to do with him being like feeling free to be critical? And maybe this is just, again, my perception. I think he did it once he felt guilty about being a little bit harsh with me. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, it was kind of like gifts to. It like was sorry gift? Yeah almost To me it felt like it cause he'd always So it only
0: happened after he would make
1: Yeah and it felt very much like you know When when abusive men Hit a woman and then they're like so sorry it, uh-huh. Afterward and they'll like buy them Flowers or whatever. Obviously it was never Physically hurt but sometimes he You know he would say things that are not nice To me and again I'm not sure if this is my Perspective cause I tend to have very thin Skin. I don't know if it One correlated with the, with other. the other But in my perspective and it I felt- think that's why i didn't like it because it didn't ring true to just being his love language it was more of like apology gifts and my point was stop doing things to be sorry about stop saying things that you supposedly don't mean yeah yeah that was my problem otherwise he could laugh i I don't have that problem problem. my husband's (laughs) never been a gift giver (laughs) I don't know what it's like to be bestowed a bunch of gifts. But has he ever been in the wrong? I mean, I know your husband's love language is acts of service. Has he ever, when he's been in the wrong in something, gone out of his way to do something oh, yeah. acts of service? Of course. And yeah. have you been guilty about taking making yeah. years of class? <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think
0: that has much to do with, like, why I my mean, power as a woman, my sexual power as a woman in receiving. I think it's just, like, yeah, making, a like, an amends. Well, okay,
1: let's take your husband out of the equation. Have you ever been on the side of the road and a man comes to help you and offers his services and, like, putting your tire back on or whatever, and you're pretty no, sure I that had you had that. not looked a certain way, they wouldn't have stopped their no. car? Apparently, I have <laughs> resting bitch face. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, ha, ha no i didn't say resting no. bitch face i just said that you put like a very closed off air about you you know when you're single you know who's open to having a conversation like when you're sitting at a bar right and or someone's next to you you know if somebody would be open to be like hey how you're doing and then mm. there's someone who wouldn't be you know that person so who my won- closed body language is arms, crossed, arms cross. crossed maybe very you're looking at your phone you're not making eye contact with anybody you're you not know? scanning the
0: room you're not
1: scanning the room. Your yeah. body language isn't open. So, And your husband's like, of course her body language isn't open!
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean overall, not my favorite episode, but it was still good. I definitely like the part where the hostess asked for the tampon and that mm-hmm. sometimes we don't realize that we can you wield power within women. It yes. doesn't always have and to be And it doesn't have sexual. to be sexual. Correct. Absolutely. As we end every episode, we revisit Carrie's question. So her question 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 for this episode is where is the line between the professional girlfriend and just plain professional is there a line like those women that my man does you know pays for my nails and my man pays for this and my man pays for my hair is there a line for me there's a line
1: I I have a very tough time with this topic because I I feel like you and I are similar in that way, where we're very protective when it comes to like money, you know, and what that means. Independence and what it means to accept money or gifts, grand gestures from somebody, and I think we're not naive to think that. It doesn't mean anything. It absolutely does mean something. (laughs) You see, I think the argument ultimately in the episode
0: is, do you get more power in using your sexuality or is your power in retaining your independence, your financial independence. In the case of Samantha, she's like, that is part of your power, your sex appeal versus me. I feel like if I was to accept a gift or a, a lavish date or whatever, then that me
1: giving away my personal power. What I think is different about what Samantha says and practices in her lo- own life. Samantha is very independent. She doesn't rely on anybody financially as opposed to Carrie. She's a hot mess. Her life is all over the place. She- She's like constantly out of money and stuff like that so it means more to her accepting a gift as opposed to samantha if somebody gives her a gift it doesn't mean anything she could buy it herself it's not a big deal it's more of i give mm-hmm. you a blow job and you're saying thank you fine whatever you know <laughs> but like let's be clear I don't need you. The lines on gift giving are much more clear. As opposed to Carrie, she doesn't know because she actually needs it financially. So you feel like if there's an actual need and you accept it, that
0: you're giving power versus yeah. someone that and doesn't need and accepting. And then you're more reliant on that person. Interesting. For I, me
1: yeah I really I don't know sorry to keep like cutting you off but yeah like as a single woman. Okay so let's say my significant other wants us to go on a trip. I'd be more open to letting him pay knowing that I too could have paid and I'm just letting him pay because he wants to and that's how he wants to show Versus you not being able to afford God. it
0: and going on his dime. Exactly. Like exactly. if you had to bounce out of there if you had to leave you're stranded basically because exactly. you have no way to get home. Exactly.
1: Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense
0: to me at least. I don't know about our <laughs> listeners.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean for me, money
0: is power. And so for me, whoever is dishing out the money is is setting the pace. As a rule, even when I was dating, like, I always felt very uncomfortable with guys paying everything. Yeah. And But it's funny. Like, on the flip side of it, like, I have no problem, like, going to a happy hour where my bosses pay for... For oh, everything. Wait. I feel like... Or those, oh. not even, like, just my bosses. Like, like, maybe I'm not their direct report, but they're paying for... So
1: someone else in the company who is a higher position or a higher earning position yes. than you. You may not respond you may not answer to them directly, but they too but if They're paying,
0: money. like why not? Oh yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If they're willing to, okay, sure. Yeah, I've been in that situation plenty of times. Where, I mean, like, I'll go out to a happy hour, I'm invited by another friend. That I know.
1: think the key there, too, is not be the only one that they're treating. Mm. If they're taking me out one-on-one, I think that changes the dynamic a lot. You versus know? it being, like, a two or three of you. Exactly. And yeah. That's true. Well, anyway, <laughs> how, what did you think about your drink? Oh, it was very good. So, like I said, I think mint, I was feeling ravenous I had uh-huh. a busy morning I didn't have breakfast so I like scarfed down two waffles and your delicious home fries but my stomach was feeling a little unsettled and this I feel like really good I don't know if this is like hair of the dog kind of <laughs> but this is really you know, I've
0: heard of hair of the dog and I've never like what is it? Heard it's when it. you're
1: hungover and instead of hydrating with water and like electrolytes you just continue drinking. Uh, yeah. And it's like what a special alcoholic mix? No hair of the dog just means that instead of hydrating or with water like Gatorade or something you continue to drink alcohol
0: no the reason why I ask is because I like you hear that saying I've not? heard it or I actually photographed a party where they gave like little hair of the dog party favors it was like a 50th party mm-hmm. or 60th party. was there alcohol in there I don't know it was like nicely packaged and it said hair of the dog and I'm like what, what is that, that? <laughs> so that's how like you brought it up and I'm like what is that actually so that's like yeah when you're
1: hung over let's say you're hung over for a Saturday night of partying on Sunday Sunday morning, instead of like drinking coffee and water, you go to brunch and have mimosas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you pay for it on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's just like the continuing yeah. of the dehydration. Yeah, in I've your heard body. of
0: that. I mean, I've heard of that. I didn't know that people called it the hair of the dog. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why they call it hair of the dog. I have no idea. But <sighs> Maybe that time when you eventually stop drinking, <laughs> your throat feels like it has a ball dog of long, uh, yeah. dog hair.
0: Well, that's it for this week. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Till next time. Thank you.